Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. Hello, friends. I hope I find you today hanging in there during these times. If you're feeling a bit weary, like many of us are, I invite you to come along for this interview. I'm speaking with an amazing woman who shares her story of struggle and triumph, and most importantly, reminds us that beauty is not looking the same as everyone else. Beauty is our own uniqueness. Beauty is embracing who we are and loving ourselves for just that. Beauty is within, and we all have a light that shines brightly inside us. Here's the interview. It is my pleasure today to have Lindsay Walter on the program. Uh, She is a Charlotte-based runner, and she has a really awesome journey and story to share with us today. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here and to get started and hear about your journey. Um, Before we do that, if you would give the listeners just a little more background on you, that would be awesome, Lindsay. So I'm Lindsay. I just turned 30 in September. I grew up in Wisconsin and now live in Charlotte. I lost my hair at age two due to the autoimmune condition alopecia. Um, wore a wig and really kind of struggled through figuring out life and kind of who I was for a good 20 years with that. Um, endured a lot of bullying and teasing. Um, was very fortunate to be best with athletic ability. Um, played collegiate basketball and since then took up marathon and ultra marathon running. I've run 43 marathons, four ultras, and I'm currently training for my first 100 miler. Dang, girl, that's crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and yeah, I can't, I can't imagine what kind of journey you went through because I know, I know, I, I have four kids myself. I know that kids can be um, just brutal when you look different, you know. And I, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I would love to get this message out. I know that we as adults deal with this as well. But to anyone out there who has children that can then share the story and kind of help people um, to, to choose kindness and be kind to everyone, no matter how they look or, you know, um, whether they're bald or not. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to put out, you know, your, your story and how some strategies that people can use to try to embrace everyone. So if you would, um, just kind of lead us through how that went for you and, um, you know, tell us a little bit about what it was like being a child and, and your adolescence and early years, um, dealing with that diagnosis. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I lost my hair at age two and I don't really remember much initially just because I was so young. Um, but I can remember as soon as I was in preschool, I wore a wig ever since I really could remember. And there was no one in my school or community who had alopecia. Social media wasn't a thing. So there was no way to really kind of find someone else and connect with them. And so it made it really hard. I felt very alone and very isolated. um, And just like not knowing anyone and just, you know, I wanted to look like all the other kids. So wearing a wig, but I always, I never really felt like myself. And I always had this like big secret and this thing on my head that was uncomfortable. It was awkward. It really held me back in a lot of aspects and I didn't have the confidence in myself. And when kids would, um, you know, question, cause I mean, a wig looks like a wig. There's very few things, um, that just kind of, you can kind of tell like it isn't natural hair. And, 
when someone would ask about it or make a comment. Um, and then along with alopecia, I have universalis. So that's total body hair loss. So I also don't have any like arm hair, leg hair, um, my eyelashes. I have very few, my eyebrows are tattooed on. So I um, was really missing a lot of like distinguished um, features. And yeah, kids would make fun and bully me a lot, but I never had the confidence to stand up for myself or say anything back. So I definitely like let them make fun of me. And I didn't tell the teachers or my parents about it just because when people would call me ugly or tell me that I looked like a boy, I really, I, I truly felt that. And I believed that um, I was always told girls are pretty when they had hair. And that's something that I just like believed to my core. And I didn't want to make kids not like me even more than they did. Um, but yeah, it was really hard. I was very quiet and, you know, I was nice to everyone and I never understood how kids could just be so mean when I wouldn't even do anything. Um, but yeah, it was really hard just kind of going through and just feeling like very alone and isolated. Um, and then, and yeah, just never feeling beautiful or confident and, I was very fortunate to be blessed uh, with athletic ability. I found the game of basketball, fell in love with that in middle school, and it honestly saved me um, in some regards just because I had this healthy outlet that I would go to school, do my schoolwork, do good in school. Um, but after a rough day, I would come home and just shoot baskets in my driveway for hours, just mm. escaping alopecia. And I wouldn't even think about it. And I'm so grateful that I had that. Um, and then I slowly began to kind of like stand out um, just as being a good player and getting a lot of like positive recognition reinforcement. And that was also something that was so encouraging and really helped to kind of distract away from my alopecia and the bullying and things like that. Um, but it was still something that stuck with me all the time. Um, just, you know, halftime of games, trying to like tape my wig back on, like fix that and kind of go through all of that. Um, it got easier just because I was so focused on basketball and I wanted to pay it in college and just had to like all of these hopes and dreams kind of through that sport. Um, but it's just, it's still something that definitely like stuck with me. And there's so many moments that I can still remember of kids bullying and teasing me. Um, but it definitely helped shape me as far as like how to treat people and to never judge someone. And if someone looks different than you, like it doesn't matter. It's like who you are as a person. So definitely has helped kind of mold and shape the person I am today. And I'm so grateful for it now. Um, but growing up, it was not something that I enjoyed or something that I would say I was grateful for. Yeah, yeah. So many good things in here that you just um, shared with us. So I thank you for that. Um, the first is that I think it's an important conversation for parents to have with their children because we think, mm -hmm. oh, well, our kid's not going to, you know, why would they ever be so mean? But kids are mm -hmm. mean. And having those conversations yeah. with your children to let them know how hurtful and impactful it can be when they're, when they use unkind words regarding someone um, who they may know nothing about. Um, it just, mm -hmm. just having the conversations I think can make a big difference. So I think that's important that you shared how, how awful it made you feel and isolated and alone. And it's just not right. You know, it has nothing to do with the person you are on the inside. And, um, and so I would like to put that out there first and foremost. I love mm -hmm. how you talked about basketball and how your sport sort of saved you. And um, this is a, a really big part of what I'm doing with the ARC program. Lindsay, I'm not sure if you know a lot about that yet, but um, it's it's basically trying to bring more women to the running community because I feel like getting involved in a sport, we know running has physical and mental benefits, but also, yes, it can be an escape sometimes that you can go and, and you know, you have this physical outlet um, for some of the emotions that you experience. And I love to hear that basketball was that and running probably is that for you now as well. Am I right? 
Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and um, I know you said that it was it was really tough, but now you're you're just you, you've stepped into it and you're owning it. Um, do you remember anything that someone might have said to you along the way, or somebody who was instrumental, Lindsay, in helping you sort of make that that leap into really um, loving who you are inside and out? Yeah. Um, my high school basketball coach, um, I played in varsity as a freshman, so I was with him for four years. Um, and he just is forever one of my favorite people. He just always believed in me so much and just encouraged me in everything. Um, really just helped me kind of pursue my dream to play in college. But like all of that aside, um, he was someone who I could always talk to and was always there. And he would just, you know, whisper like little things to me, like as I'd be like running down the court and just always smile. And he just encouraged and saw me for so much more than just a basketball player, but like who I could be as a person um, and really just challenging me on and off the court. And um, when, you know, there was an incident in a game one time where the opposing team and their fans were uh, making comments about Malapisha. And he pulled me aside and just gave me a little pep talk. And I went out and broke the school record for most points. Um, uh, and <laughs> yeah. just got a little chill. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's just, yeah. yeah, someone to this day who's like so special. And he would always tell me, never be one dimensional. There's so much to you and not just in a basketball sense, but like as a person, like I'm not just a runner. I'm not just an alopecia advocate. Like there's so much more to me than just that. Um, and just, he always challenged me to be really great at everything and told me just to always dream big. And I have, and it's really carried over into my life today, especially with running and kind of how I'm pursuing that now. Um, but yeah, he's someone who's like so special to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. (laughs) I've not heard this before. It's so awesome. Never be one dimensional. And I mean, gosh, that's so applicable to so many areas of our lives. Um, but also to know too, when we look at someone and what we see of them, um, is, is only maybe one dimension. And there's, there's obviously obviously so many more levels to a person and then us as people how we can take that and and remember that we need to nurture all these aspects of us and you know yeah I think that's so cool I love that um thank you for sharing that so let's um let's shift gears a little bit and and talk mm-hmm. about um COVID and sort of how you've how you've used some of these skills that you you learned through struggle um as a young child and and kind of going through those years um during this very challenging time. Lindsay, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so obviously, definitely in the beginning, um, just kind of looking at my life personally, um, and just when, you know, Boston was canceled, that was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that sports and just alopecia everything has taught me that like it's okay to feel emotions and like to not bottle them up because that is how you just kind of, I feel like, is not the best thing to do. Um, So I had my moments where I cried and I was frustrated. And then I went on a run and just kind of let it all out and have these like really healthy outlets, but to feel like the emotions and that it's okay to be upset about stuff. Um, But then also to like lace back up and get out there and find like a positive from it. And I think one thing that I've taken away is just like setting really big goals um, in the running Um, And like what I want to do with that and just like controlling what I can, like I can't control, you know, what phase we're in or, you know, anything like that. Um, But just focusing what I can and that's my running and that is races, whether I'm going to do them virtually or, you know, when they do come back, just being so prepared and so ready. And I've hit some really big milestones, Um, just like continuing to work hard and just get up every day and just have a goal in mind and continue to like pursue that has like really helped me kind of deal with all of it. And I think also just not comparing 
my life or my kind of situation to anyone else's because we don't really know what everyone's going through and just practice empathy because, you know, we're all going through it. It looks different for everybody. Um, but again, just kind of staying in my own lane and doing what I can and also helping people when I can has something that has made me just feel really good um, in whatever way that is. Um, but just like doing what I can. And I mean, I'm very optimistic that, you know, things will kind of go back to normal whenever they do. And then just enjoying all of that so much more. I know like the first marathon I get to run live, just crossing that finish line, being with the running community and just taking everything um, and just being so much more appreciative of everything. Um, it just kind of has like shifted my mindset through all of this. But um, yeah, definitely kind of feeling all the feels and then just like moving on and doing what I can and not worrying about what I can't control. Great advice. Um, Lots of good nuggets here too. And I I love how you say it's okay to feel the emotions, but then we have to lace back up, you know? So in other (laughs) words, whether you're a runner or not, feel those emotions and then, you know, you felt them and then be willing to move forward. I think some of us are getting a little stuck and that's okay for a day or a few days or whatever, but remembering to, you know, continue setting goals and having the momentum in your life um, can, you know, can help us kind of stay on track mentally as we continue to navigate these times. Um, Of course, I love the piece about not comparing yourselves to others. Um, No one's walking in your shoes. And so it just, it just doesn't do any good to, to compare. And I, I totally agree with that. Oh, the empathy. Yes. The empathy. If we could all be more empathetic, it would be a better yeah. world. I, I, <laughs> I put that out there specifically right <laughs> at this moment in time, right before the election. Let's all just love each other. Please people. Um, let's just love. We can't go wrong with love. Um, and then, yeah, and then I think that appreciation, you're right. Gosh, coming through this, I there are so many things that I know I personally took for granted and I'm not going mm-hmm. to anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely, um, same. <laughs> yeah, so such good advice there too. Um, as we move towards wrapping up, do you have any other words of encouragement that you'd like to offer women who might be going through something similar to you or any final positive vibes you want to put out there mm-hmm. to anyone who might be listening? Yeah, um, just that there is a reason that you have what you have or you're going through what you're going through and just making the most out of it and just surround yourself with those people that build you up and love you. And if someone is dragging you down or doesn't make you feel good about yourself, um, that it's okay to like let people go and like cut people off and also to just never quit on yourself and just dream all the big dreams because we have like seen now is the time to like pursue and do everything we want to do um, and just continue to work hard and just chase down all your goals, whatever those may be. Um, and that, yeah, everything is just truly a gift. Yeah. Ugh. I love it all. I love dream the big dreams. And I think that during this time, there's so many things we can't do. And I think it's, you know, sometimes we tend to give up on, on those big dreams because we feel like things are so different and it's not attainable, but your destiny is still out there waiting for you listeners. So don't be afraid to continue dreaming big. Um, Like Lindsay here is going to go, what's the next, (laughs) the long distance race you have coming up? How many miles? A hundred. One hundred miles, people. One hundred. So, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's amazing. All right. Well, we're going to look you. forward to following you um, as you as you continue on your running journey. And before we wrap up, if you would tell people mm-hmm. how they could follow you, Lindsay, if they want to continue learning about your running career and um, and and being motivated by all your your posts. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, 
H-A-N-N-A-H-3, um, Lindsay Hannah 3. Um, yeah. And if there's anything I can ever do to like help anyone, encourage anyone, I love just connecting with people, um, praying for them or just whatever I can do, please feel free to always reach out. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for just everything, all the opportunities. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right. So I, I encourage everyone to go out and follow Lindsay and and connect with her. It sounds like she's open to messages and all of that. Um, yes, and I, I just love, I think this network of, of praying for each other is such a positive thing too. Um, I listened to another podcast a few days ago um, and the message was believe big and pray bold. And um, I think that's important, especially during this time. So um, yeah, okay, let's move to the rapid fire. I call it a positivity push. Um, and it's just a couple quick little questions, Lindsay, to wrap up and put some more positive vibes out there so here we go are you ready okay yes okay. all right Lindsay name a few small things that bring you joy sunshine running basketball and donuts yeah love it donuts okay what type of donut is your favorite chocolate frosting with sprinkles yum I love it I, I like I'm a fan of that myself I also like the holiday ones that have the different colors on the chocolate Ooh, yep, yep. <laughs> just because it's festive you know we got to take what we can get these days right <laughs> um okay the next two are complete the sentences okay so this is going out to all the listeners out there so you're going to complete the sentence um the first is you can do anything you set your mind to. Absolutely. You can do anything you set your mind to, listeners. Just believe and get out there and dream big. Um, okay, last one. Again, going out to all the listeners. Um, and it is never forget. You're beautiful and worthy of everything you want. Ah, so, so awesome. Never forget. You're beautiful and you're worthy and you're worth it. Um, right. So I think that's so great. Um, well, I thank you so much for being here just to tell a little bit of your journey, um, and share with our listeners. So thanks again, Lindsay. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Um, and I'm going to close with this listeners. First of all, thank you for being here with us today. Um, it's such a pleasure to continue sharing different perspectives from such amazing, strong women. Um, and Lindsay's story in particular is just, it's so powerful. And it reminds me of one of my favorite books um, in high school and college. And I'm going to read a quote from that book right now, because I think it really does apply to Lindsay's story and something that we can all kind of take, take on and remember as we continue to navigate these times. It's from The Little Prince. And the quote is this. Of course, it was written in French, but I'm not going to read it to you all in, in French. It, it goes this way. Here is my secret, a very simple secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. Take that message and remember, you are all beautiful within and connected. We can rise. 